0: Before we get started, does anyone want to get out?
1: I am Iron Man. Oh. and welcome to Beyond the Dreams Podcast, my name is Jordan Wiegand and I have my sister
0: Christian Auger.
1: And this is our podcast where we talk all things Disney, but not tonight Tonight we are talking all things Avengers Endgame And by all things I mean spoilers So if you have not seen the movie and you were looking for one of our normal episodes uh, Just scroll down a little bit, you'll see the episode we just recorded last night Um... This will be your last warning before we really get into it. So, at this point, going onward, if you're spoiled, it's not my fault. It's also been two weeks or so since the movie came out, so it's really your fault. Okay. <clears throat> so let's start about uh, let's start talking about this movie. What were your before we get into specifics? General thoughts of Avengers Endgame? Uh, go ahead. I thought it was
0: awesome. I think that they wrapped everything up nicely. They didn't leave us, you know, like, um, you know, having more questions. Um, It pretty much, like, you know, finished things up and finished stories up with different ones that, you know, like Cap and Iron Man that you knew weren't really coming back. And, um, I don't know, I just thought it was good overall. Happy and sad.
1: Yeah, you know, the first time I watched this, I was <clears throat> loving it up until the very end where I just kind of got confused because it went a whole different way I thought it was going to, right? So we, we talked a little bit about this, but I was really expecting them to just... And this is not what I wanted, by the way. But I was just really expecting them to just wipe <clears throat> the time, like, to to somehow... A race like that the snap has time. ever happened, right? And uh, and that these
0: <clears throat> like once they came back, it was just like like almost went back five years.
1: No, I was thinking like I I still somehow thought that they were gonna like almost were like nobody in the world would remember this happened, right? Like oh right right, right, and, right. and that's what I didn't want. I didn't want that, but like. <clears throat> So it kind of tainted my viewing as we got near the end there, and I'm seeing some stuff happen, and I'm like, still thinking like, that's great, but none of these people are going to remember this, right? But I was wrong, uh, because it, and that's what's good. It has stakes and uh, th- real things that are consequences, you know, to and and going forward in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So. Uh, that's what I enjoyed about it but you know so the second time I watched it I was able to relax a little bit more because I wasn't on like an adrenaline high and also uh, I was able to appreciate different moments near the end up a little bit more you know because at sometimes it's like weird to think like I think part of it in me too when I first walked out I was just kind of stunned because it we had kind of talked about this before what we thought I always thought Cap would be the one to die and Iron Man would be the one to retire and still be in there. But it was kind of opposite this time. So I think part of my mind, like, wasn't able to process that. You know, I was, like, shocked walking out, like, okay, like, that's how they did it. And then I had questions, right? And and, uh, we'll talk a little bit about the questions that we had going forward. But, um... Overall, really enjoyed it. It's got to be up there in my top. I don't know where. I still think, and this might change with home video, that Infinity War is my favorite just because there's some things you can't replicate, right? Like, the first time we saw Thor with the Guardians was just... It was the first time the Guardians were kind of inside this larger world, right? They've always they've kind of been off doing their own thing. And <clears throat> seeing them get mixed in and seeing, you know, like Groot with... with uh, Thor, and then like Thor goes to Wakanda and you have Groot and Steve Rogers talking to each other and that was just like amazing right mm-hmm. um and, and I think it had a happier tone up until the end while this one had a lot more sour tone until the end you know so it's kind of reverse uh, right, in, in that right. sense but uh I guess let's get into the story a little bit we're not going to go scene by scene or anything but you know the movie starts out with almost uh, immediately, it's like 21 days or something, after Infinity War with, you know, Iron Man and Nebula stuck in space on the Benatar. Um, And, uh, you know, Captain Marvel saves them. So, you know, when we were talking about Captain Marvel, people kept saying that that end credit scene was a scene from Endgame, which was incorrect, right? Apparently that scene must take place before... This movie. Because what I'm thinking here is Captain Marvel, you know, shows up at the end of her post credits and says, where's Fury? And then they're like, hey, by the way, we're kind of missing some people here. And she goes looking for them, is what I'm thinking. Mm. I'm thinking Rocket probably has something from the ship that she's able to track it and find it. Right. Um, Didn't really need to be explained, but that's how I understand it. Um, And then, uh, yeah, we get... I I kind of thought seeing Cap and Tony together again right at the beginning, I thought that they would just kind of let bygones be bygones, but Tony still was kind of upset with Cap and not, uh, you know, Cap not being there uh, for Civil War. Um, What were your thoughts on that? Were were you thinking they would just patch it up easily, or did you think that... uh... No, I
0: think I expected some, because I just feel like that's very, like, Tony Stark-like, I don't think he would just, like, drop something
1: and let it go, you know what I mean? Yeah, I understand. But, I mean, I think also, I mean, and it took a bit for it to manifest, right? Like, when he, when they're first talking as he gets off the ship, like, they're talking like everything's okay, right? Uh, but it's, it's when Cap, I think, is pressing on, do you have any clues or, you know, stuff that, that go on as if nothing happened, type of thing. Um... I still side with uh, a Cap on all of the Civil War stuff. So, for me, uh, it, to me, that scene, Tony was a jerk. I'm not sure how other people <laughs> felt about it. But um, I was like, dude, you know, you just lost half of the population. It's not time to point fingers, you know? It's right, time right, to. Right. Uh, Let's move forward. Right. Right. Um, and then uh, it starts off with kind of a hopeful tone where, you know, everybody is talking about their plans of going to get Thanos right away. He apparently used the stones again, and everybody's like, okay, we're going to go get him and and kill him. Or as Cap says, "Uh, let's go get this son of a bitch, right? And and then it hits the theme, you know, like the theme and the title card, and you can just feel it's supposed to be like a, yeah, let's do this moment, and it just turns out so different. Uh, Yeah, I would
0: say at that point I thought that was, well, actually, initially I thought, wow, This
1: is, like, moving so fast, what's the rest of the movie going to be about? Well, especially, let's get to it, when they get there and they kill Thanos, and, uh, let me tell you, I kind of jumped when they chopped off his arm, because I was like, in all the trailers, I've seen him with two arms, like, this is crazy, like, what's going on? Right, right. And then they kill him, and I was like, oh my god, like, where do we go from here? Um... But I I like this choice that, you know, killing him, yes, it gets some sort of, you know, Thor feels a little good about it, right? He says he went for the head. But it's also this point where you're like, it it doesn't bring everything back. You know, the stones are gone, and you still have to live with your failure, you know, at that point. Uh, Which I thought was was really cool, because you think... Sometimes, uh, you know, they could have made up some bullcrap where, like, oh, you killed the person that cast the snap and it brings everything back, you know. And, and, but the way that they go about it, and then that's when we get the time skip of five years. Um, And I like the way they did this, too. Five years later, I was starting to wonder if it's going to say months or, and then it says years, and I was like, okay, we're really going further in the future. Yeah, I wasn't than I thought. expecting that. Right. Um, so then we get to, uh, you know, you know, uh, Black Widow is kind of leading all of these people, trying to still find some sort of, I guess, way to correct everything. And um, we got Captain Marvel with a new haircut. You know, Rocket and Nebula are doing their own thing, uh, looking for stuff in space. Um, and, you know, they're speaking to Okoye over in uh, Wakanda, so kind of get some of that going on and and roadie and that's where we first kind of hear that hawkeye has kind of lost it right because that's how the movie opened up really we kind of skipped that right right but you know he lost everybody
0: um which was super sad
1: too right but expect it expect mm-hmm. it for me anyway yeah. because in all the trailers you see him with his new haircut and his his sword and everything he doesn't you don't just change your ways because you lost one family member. You know, yeah, you're gonna, yeah. you're gonna. He has nobody left. You know, and and well, especially I, the way it opened up, you kind of knew what was gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So then, um, you know, that's where we kind of first hear that he's kind of lost it a bit. Um, and Natalie keeps saying to, you know, not Natalie, Natasha, but they call her Nat. Um, keep. <laughs> Nat's short for Natalie a lot of times. But, uh, yeah, Natasha um, is, you know, um, still hoping to find him and kind of bring him back and give him some sort of hope. Uh, And then we can kind of skip all the way, I think, to when... Because it kind of moves pretty quick, but Scott gets uh, lucky and Rat steps on the buttons of his van, not how anybody thought the... Uh, he would get out of there. You know, people had thoughts of he would hit a time vortex that he's worn, warned about and would end up in the future. But instead, a rat steps on a button, pops him out, and he finds out it's five years later. And uh, the first thing he does is is look to see if his daughter is, is one of the vanished. And she's not, and she's much older now. And, and this is one thing that, like, uh, I was kind of now when after i got out of the movie and you realize they're not undoing anything i'm kind of disappointed i mean i think this girl's a great actor from what we've seen but i thought the girl who was in the first two ant-man movies were was really really great and uh as his daughter oh, yeah. and now you know we're stuck in this five years forward so you know we're kind of done with her now um Uh, but, uh, yeah, and then he takes a whole road trip over to Avengers HQ, and kind of gives them the idea that, hey, it's only been five hours for me, uh, but it's been five years for you guys, let's get, um, you know, let's see if there's a way we can do this, and that's where we first see Tony Stark after that, you know, they go and give him a visit, he's got a family, a daughter named Morgan, and he's got this nice cabin life, um, and he's really, like they say in the movie a few times, he's one of the lucky ones, right? He didn't really lose anybody. Um, except for Peter, you know, Parker. But he didn't lose his love interest and uh, he actually got a family out of this. Um, right, right. And, and we kind of get, you know, he doesn't want to help them because he doesn't want to risk losing what he has. Yeah, yeah. And you get that. Right. And then as he's, uh, thinking about it later that night, he, he somehow solves, you know, he gets a picture of Peter Parker wet. He cleans it off and he's like, you know what? I probably owe it to this kid to try. Right. So he, he goes and figures out time travel. The way I took it is that he was already working on this previously in other attempts and this time he actually got it right. Some people took it as he solved it in a few hours, (laughs) but, um, the way he says, like, run, let's run this one more time, or, you know, like, I got a bit of inspiration mm-hmm. makes me think that he had been working on this for quite a bit. Um, yeah, and then, uh, while at first he kind of denies him, they go see, uh, Bruce Banner, who is now Professor Hawk, and is completely fused with Hawk's body, uh, and permanently, uh, I liked that. Hawk. Yeah, you know, and this led to my favorite comedic moment with them in the diner. and oh, yeah. uh, You know, they, the kids come over for a selfie, and, you know, Ant-Man's like, hey, you want one with me? I'm Ant-Man. And they're like, no, right? And then Hawk feels bad, so he's like, I'm gonna, you know, no, we're gonna, you know, get one with him. And then he's like, no, the kid definitely doesn't want one. He's shaking his head no, you know. <laughs> and then he just says, you know, just take the damn phone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that that's one of those where it seems like it's going on too long, and then it keeps going, and you're like, oh, this is great, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely one of my favorite parts. And uh, they start time traveling, and then you know we'll, we'll skip some stuff. Tony, you know, of course, comes over and uh, helps him out after he kind of solves the issue that uh, Banner couldn't, with you know he was pushing time through the person instead of the person through time. And, uh, you know, Rocket... Well, that, and he created the way of being able to, like, keep track of it on their thing. Right, right, the GPS unit, yeah. And, uh, yeah, then we got Rocket and, uh, Hulk then go get Thor, who's in, you know, depression. He's with uh, Corgan Meek um, in New Asgard playing Fortnite and yelling at seven-year-olds on on Fortnite. So, you know, that was Lucas' favorite part. (laughs) I'm sure it was.
0: That's the other thing, like, talking about Thor. I'm glad that they didn't just whip him back into shape. You know what I mean? Like, right. I know so many people said, oh, like, they could have easily done it any of these times that he was, like, jumping back in time or, you know, whatever. But I just think it was so much more, like, realistic in the sense of you're not just going to whip
1: Yeah, I, back I expected into him to flex and then, like, it just pop off. but Right. Um, right. Because he's a god, you know. Yeah, that would have been cheap. Uh, And I was surprised. The whole time I thought he was good. And that's one of those other things, too. When you come out of the movie, you're like, wow, they actually stayed with, you know, overweight Thor. Like, you know, like, uh, originally during that movie, I'm like, okay, he's going to lose it here. You know, he's going to lose it here. But, you know, he never did. And I'll just say people that I keep seeing, you know, know, Twitter's awful anyway. But Twitter uh, talking about, like, how it's fat shaming or whatever... Uh, I never got that from this. I don't think there's any jokes at his weight. Uh, I feel like it's more of the shock of how different he is. You know, he's, uh, Basically, I think it's a more realistic thing, um one like how people are affected by depression type of thing right right
0: is what it's supposed to be and that you can't just like snap out of
1: it right and i think the jokes more
0: go when you get into this like thing i I think it's supposed to be kind of showing like anybody
1: can face right and i think some of the jokes i feel like are coming more from the expense of uh not even the depression but just like him acting like everything's fine when it's not you know, uh, he he seems excited to see everybody. He's all happy, but you can tell he's, like, faking it, right? Right, uh, right. You can tell he's faking it. And uh, even one of the best parts for Hemsworth acting here is, you know, he's being funny, he's being charming, and then they say Thanos' name, and he, like, gets all, like, don't say his name, and I killed him, why would I be scared of him? And he sounds genuinely, like... Uh, frightened and upset You know so um, uh, I thought that was really cool turn That quickly you know to be able to switch Your gears that fast um, You know and then they, they do recruit him By saying there's beer on the ship And then uh, we got all of the gang together At Avenger uh, HQ And they kind of get their missions Of they're going to go back And get the stones at different points in history Bring them to the present and snap the people back. So I think uh, one of the cool things here is that I-, I think a lot of times people thought, you know, the Infinity Gauntlet, you know, you just snap it and it, you know, destroys 50% of the population. But it's really, it do- I guess it does whatever the person wielding it wants, right? Because that's what Thanos wants, so he, get- he could do it like that. Uh, when these people want to bring them back, all it takes is that snap, you know? Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, then we get over to, you know, they, they go into their teams. Um, I really like these teams that they have because you have, you know, Cap, uh, Iron Man, Ant-Man, and Hulk going to New York uh, to get the three stones there. We have um, Thor and Rocket, who are always great together, going to Asgard. And then you have uh, Nat and... Uh, Clint going to Vormir for the Soul Stone, and uh, Rhodey and Nebula, which is a cool team up because they they both have those cybernetic enhancements now. You know, Nebula has been it because she's been tortured, but um, uh, Rhodey now has issues with his legs because of his fall in Civil War, so he's got like these leg brace things that help him walk. So it's kind of cool seeing those parallels there, um, and. Yeah, I mean, what was your favorite part about all the time travel? Because I tell you, mine's probably 2012 going to New York again and seeing the Avengers events yeah, from a different funny. perspective. Yeah, that pretty funny, watching Hulk. Yeah, Hulk, especially when he gets embarrassed of his uh, previous yeah. self and he rips off his shirt saying, I guess this is gratuitous, you know, and yep. uh, just throws, like, some little stuff and, and bangs some stuff softly, and that was great um i like seeing you know like ant-man being there in 2012 as well that's pretty cool now yeah. um i liked when i liked um the part where
0: cap and tony go back to like long time
1: 1970
0: ago. yeah there you go yeah um and he sees his dad and has that moment i like that
1: yeah and I, you know and 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 when cap sees her you know what i mean yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I, I think my favorite part of the time travel is probably... Uh, I really like Cap versus Cap uh, oh, and yeah, America's is, ass and all of that great stuff. part of the entire movie. <laughs> um, great lines in there, uh, especially Ant-Man being like, that's America's ass, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and then, then when he looks at it yes. and says, that is America's ass. Uh, Although my favorite part is when
0: he says... Yeah, yeah, I can do. You
1: know. Yeah, 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 so I can do this all day. Different. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I like seeing that, and um, just like some of the little stuff that we get to see. So many side characters who weren't really even cast it back in twenty twelve, and we kind of get to see them in that time frame now. Like we get Alexander Pierce, which is Robert Redford's character from Winter Soldier in the lobby of the of the avengers tower we get um uh rumlow uh who was in winter soldier as well and um in civil war at the beginning who was a bad guy in um winter soldier as one of the hydra agents we get Sitwell. He was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Winter Soldier as another Hydra agent. So we kind of get that. And it's kind of like a greatest hits, right? But done in like a nice way where it doesn't feel repetitive. Like you get the elevator scene. But instead of a fight, Cap uses his smarts to just say, Hail Hydra and, and get access to the Scepter and get out of there. It like yeah. makes you believe you're getting that you know, that fight, but you actually don't. And, and I think that's cool. It plays on different expectations. Uh-huh. Um uh so you know uh let's just stick with new york for a bit but you know they have the three time stones I, it's great to see the ancient one again from dr strange uh who has the time stone at that point and um you know uh it, it's up to banner to get that one and um you know she kind of says that dr strange is supposed to be the best of us so why would he have you know, just giving it up. So, that lets her kind of know that she has to, right? That this has something to do with saving the the world, you know, and the, right. and the universe. Um, and then, yeah, they, they fail on getting the Tesseract. And uh, now they have to go back to 1970. Scott goes back to the r- real world, you know, regular time, present day, 2023. Um, and then... uh. The others, you know, Cap and, um Tony go back to 1970. We'll leave that there for right now, and we'll jump over to uh, Thor's. It was great to see his mom again. I was surprised to see Natalie Portman in there. Actually, uh, I think they reused footage from deleted scenes uh, for her role. Um, and uh, yeah, and that would, that part was great too. And Thor uh, explaining the events of the movie. <laughs> While everybody else is like, like, really? Are you kidding me? And then you know, like Ant Man just seemed totally into it, uh-huh. uh, which was great. And uh, actually, you know, when they're talking about all the stones and stuff, uh, Hulk is eating uh, the ice cream that's mentioned in Infinity War, the Hunkah um, hunka something fudge uh-huh. or whatever. Yeah, he's right. actually eating his uh, Hulk ice cream that's from. Ben and Jerry's that they mentioned at the beginning of Infinity War, so that's pretty cool. Um, uh, yeah, and then, uh, not much happens in Thor's except for he realizes that even being depressed, you know, he's still worthy for the hammer. It comes to him when he checks. Because, you know, depression doesn't make you unworthy, you know, uh, he's still the same person, and he may have failed, but he has a chance to set it right, you know, so, um, and he kind of gets into the his right head at that point to kind of continue continue on, and he gets to say goodbye to his mom, right. uh, which was nice, because um, he's lost you know everything possible at this point. Yes. At this point, point. Um, and then we go. Uh, I, I like seeing the opening to Guardians of the Galaxy from a different perspective. With uh-huh. Peter singing out loud, uh, you know, and uh, singing awfully, and people overhearing it, you know, that was that was pretty funny. Uh-huh. Um, and then uh, you know that's when it kind of all starts with really kicking into who the villain is in this movie, and it's uh, it is Thanos, but it's 2014's version of Thanos, because Nebula's you know Nebula's part robot, so she's getting some sort of Almost like feedback, I would say, right? Because there's two of her in there. Well, yeah, like, basically she can,
0: you know, play back things that have happened, and then...
1: Right, right, because there's almost like two users using the same network.
0: Yeah, they're both kind of, like, logged in. She can log into the other one and see this other stuff happening.
1: Right, right. And... um, So then that nebula steals her place um, and travels back to 2023... With the rest of them, and is kind of like the inside guy there, trying to bring Thanos over oh, to because Thanos actually sees himself die, and he's like, you know, that's totally fine. That means I completed my mission, whatever. But he's ticked off that people are still trying to reverse it, right? He he thought he was doing this for the good of the universe, and you know, these people seem ungrateful to him. You know, um, well, yeah. They,
0: at one point, he says, like, he thought that when he would do that, the other people would thrive.
1: Right, right But then he kind of realizes they don't No, they're like, you know, wallowing in self-pity um, Right So <clears throat> Then we get the You know, the Natasha and Clint Exchange uh, At You know, before they even get the Vormir I, I kind of figure One of these have to die, right? <clears throat> yeah Now again, it, it at the during my whole first view And I'm thinking, you know what This is going to be reversed somehow but, uh, you know, so it hits me a little bit more on the second viewing. But I really like the way that this scene's done is because they... It, you never knew which one it was going to be, right? Um, they're both wanting to sacrifice themselves. And they both keep, like, fighting each other to get to the edge first. And there's so many times where you're like, okay, especially when it slows down and it has, you know, Clint Him running. I that's running I you're thought. like, Let's okay, this is it, right? But then she jumps over and then, like, he... Yeah, you know, it's just crazy. And then he, she begs to, for him to let her go. He does it, and she has to, like, physically, like, push off with her feet to make him, you know, like, let go. Um, and, uh, and that's tough for Clint at that moment, because then he's lost everybody. You know, he's lost his friend, and he lost um, his family. But she's doing this to help him, you know. And she's doing this to do what she's been trying to do for these five years, which is... Um, you know, these five years she's been leading trying to re- reverse this, and now she has a moment where she's thinking she can and she's ready to lay her life down for it. So, and this took me by surprise because you know, the Black Widow movie is supposed to come out next year. So,
0: I know I literally said to Zach like a couple days before, Well, we know she doesn't die, and he's like, I don't know anything yet, don't tell me. And I'm like, No, I mean, she's coming out of the movie, like, yeah,
1: <laughs> right, right. And yeah, there, there we go. Um, that gets Clint the soul stone. And then uh, at this point, the only thing we haven't touched on is 1970. So, you know, Cap and, and Tony go back to 1970. And uh, Cap gets to kind of look at Peggy for a bit, creepily through the window um, while she's doing her work. And uh, he gets the Pym Particles because, you know, they need enough pim Particles to go back. And Tony is getting the tesseract, so he gets to say some stuff to his his dad, you know. And and one of the parallels I thought, and this may not even be intentional, but you know, T- Tony's always thought of his dad as as you know, of being a hard ass on him and, and stuff throughout the time. And you know, um, again, Tony what never got the chance to say goodbye to him, so this is another opportunity for that. But you know, uh, at this point. Uh, His Tony's mom is about to give birth soon, and um, to Tony. And you know, he he's like um, he can now kind of relate to that because he's been a dad for a few years. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. And you know, uh, Howard says. You know, well, I hope it's a girl because I don't want my son to be, you know, exactly like me. And Tony says, "What would be so wrong with that?" And this whole time, you know, before he didn't want to be like his father, right? Right. Um, and you know, he's like, you know, at at one point too, he says, "You know, the kid's not even here yet, but I would do anything for that kid." Um, and to me, this is almost like Tony becomes like his father at this point because he does sacrifice himself at the end of the movie for his daughter, you know? Um, he does it for the whole universe, but I mean, I'm sure the number one thought on his mind is having his daughter and wife have a safe place to actually live, you know? Um, so he does, you know, he, he sacrifices himself for him. And I think that's kind of like, uh, you did become like your father, but in this way, not the other ways you were thinking, you know? Right. Um, Which was cool, and then, uh, yeah, we get, not much else happens in 1970, really, we get the Stan Lee cameo, uh, which was cool, seeing him kinda, like, de-aged a bit, too, there, Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, then they all come back, and that's where everything really starts ramping up, um, This is a fast three hours. Fast three hours, which is crazy because there's not even that much action until the end here, you know? So it's just lots of character drama and and, and cool stuff like that um, that really moves the plot along. But um, I could not imagine this movie any shorter, really. There's so much stuff they have to jam in here. Uh, I
0: know. I actually saw somebody say they could have cut it down by 30 minutes. I'm like, I really don't think
1: so. No, you couldn't. And not get the same reaction. No, you wouldn't be able to. Um, so then they all come back, you know, Nebula, uh, lets 2014 Thanos come through. Uh, some people said like, well, how did she get back then? If she gave the Pym particles to Thanos. Uh, the explanation is that Thanos reverse engineered the, the Pym particles, you know, they're in space. He's got a whole crew. They can kind of figure out what makes it work, you know? Uh, um, and that's the official from from the directors there, um, but then uh, you know Hulk uh, is the one that's going to do the snap, and he says he's been built for it because uh, it's mostly gamma radiation, which is what ev- originally turned him into the Hulk. So he's like, you know, I've been made for this, you know, uh, which is nice tying that into kind of giving him something as well. Um, And, you know, Tony makes a point of saying, hey, we're not erasing the last five years. We're just bringing those people back. And, uh, you know, he wants to make sure he keeps Morgan, you know, and and the life he's had. Uh, So then, you know, they bring everybody back. It looks like everything's changed. And then Thanos, you know, starts destroying the compound, which was crazy. Uh, Yeah. And, um... You know, then it's time for the big battle. So we won't go too much in depth with the big battle. But, you know, the highlights, of course, are the are the big things of uh, Captain America. Tony and, and Thor go down there to kind of kick some butt. And uh, they do for a bit, you know. Uh, Thor's dual wielding. And then at some point, uh, he's getting beat by Thanos. And then the hammer comes out of nowhere. And then that goes right back into Cap's hand. And the theater erupted uh, where I was anyway, (laughs) and, uh, it was, it was great, because this is a moment that's been building for quite a while, it's happened a lot in the comics, but, uh, in the movies, Age of Ultron, uh, if you're not familiar, um, you know, Cap kind of budges it a bit when they're all doing that contest of who can lift it, you know, can anybody else lift it, and, uh, you know, Thor yells, "I knew it!" Like I, I knew he could, because you can kind of see Thor's reaction during Age of Ultron. Um, and uh, another moment that's been building towards since Age of Ultron uh, is at the end of Age of Ultron. Uh, Cap is about to say, "Avengers Assemble," and it cuts it off before we get "Assemble," and it's much more satisfying here. Because we get uh, almost every single character that's ever been in a Marvel film in one big battle, as mm-hmm. Doctor Strange brings them all forward. So does the rest of the. Um, Which is lizard. like my totally favorite part, I think. The best part too is the, like... on your left, you know, and then yeah. the portal starts opening, and you're like, "Oh yeah, here we go." Um, and... and just to see
0: like how many different characters are all brought into it is just crazy
1: yeah you can even see howard the duck in the background which is amazing um <laughs> like all he's done is be in the collector's uh museum or whatever in uh in guardians one end credit scene and then be in on contraxia in guardians two having a drink and here he is fighting which is great um and we get yeah every single you know, wasp is back uh she calls captain america cap which is funny because in ant-man and the Wasp she kind of gets on scott about calling him cap um so a little call back there we get spider-man with his instant kill mode which has been in homecoming you know featured in there so he finally gets to use that we get cap say avengers assemble which was great uh, with his broken shield. And at that point, I thought, you know, Thanos was going to kill him soon, but it was great, mm-hmm. to, great to do that. And, um, yeah, then we get just some just really cool scenes. Uh, you get, we didn't even really talk about 2014, Gamora is there now, too. And, uh, she saves, uh, Star Lord, and he's like, oh my God, it's Gamora, but it's, you know, not the same one. Right. Um, we get, uh,. You know, Rocket trying to save uh, Groot from some debris falling or the, the rain fire. You know, Scarlet Witch just starts destroying Thanos that he makes Thanos shoot on his own troops. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's any other big, big thing. We get the all-woman scene uh, with the Avengers where they all... Uh, it's kind of a bigger scene from Infinity War, if you remember Infinity War uh scarlet witch comes down oh yeah and uh proxima midnight's like oh you're all alone and then okoye and scarlet witch is like she's not alone and they kind of say the same line here you know she's not alone. right right uh but unfortunately scarlet uh, you know um black widow is no longer there uh to be able to i know which was like the saddest part for i know because she was like, the first like my one, favorite one in and the she's th- original yeah and... We get Captain Marvel come out of nowhere and, and destroy the ship. And uh, let me tell you, I kind of forgot she was in this movie until she does that. Because I was like, who is that coming in now? You know? I it was I, her. Know. I was like, oh, what
0: is that? Because I felt the same way. Like, I kind of forgot about her. Because I think they made, at least on my end, they made me feel like she was going to be a much bigger part in this movie. And she really wasn't.
1: And, Which like, is smart, I though. Because it, definitely... it made the movie get a billion dollars. On Captain Marvel, you know? No, uh, I don't. I'm thinking, like, you know,
0: I felt like, oh, I really need to see this movie before that, and you really didn't have to see
1: it. Yeah, that's what somebody asked me, like, do I have to see it before that? And now, after I've seen it, I said, no. You don't yeah.
0: have to. I mean, I, not,
1: I still not recommend movie, cause you to because it's, it's great good. Movie, yeah. Yeah. But uh, you don't have to. If you're in a rush to, to avoid spoilers, you know, you wouldn't have to. Um, and then we get, um, you know, Tony and Doctor Strange talking and they, you know, he's like, is this the one? You know, is this your one out of 14 million? Is this it? And he said, I can't tell you because then you won't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get, um, you know, a good reunion with uh, Peter Parker and Tony. And he actually, Tony gives him a hug this time. That's a reference back to Homecoming when he's trying to open up the door for him. And, and uh, you know... Peter thinks it's a hug, and he's like, it's not a hug, it's just, uh, I'm just opening the door for you. But this <laughs> time, it's an actual hug for him. Um, and, and one thing to talk about, too, the f- people who were snapped uh, now have not aged in five years. And for them, it was a second. You know, they don't really realize they've been gone for a while. Right. Uh, we get Pepper as rescue. Uh, wearing her Iron Man suit that uh, Tony was making for her at the beginning of this movie. Uh, Just some really awesome stuff. And it kind of goes like, you know, Hawkeye's trying to get the gauntlet to uh, to somebody, at least. You know, he's just trying to not have them get it. And then the plan becomes, let's return the stones now and get it over to the van. And we get the van horn from ant-man yeah. playing which is great we get ant-man as giant man and he kind of saves the day and rescue hawk rocket and war machine and that's right after all the people come through the portal and you're just like everybody's here you know like this is great um and he punches a love levi- a love sorry a leviathan in air you know one of those Tatari big things he <laughs> just knocks one of those out with his fist um yeah, we, so many great moments. Um, we get kind of like a baton pass, a relay race almost of getting this gauntlet across to the van and uh, then the van gets destroyed by Thanos and you're like, oh my God, what do they got to do to win this, right? And um, uh, then we get um, the end here where you know Captain Marvel's trying to keep thanos from snapping again now that he's got the gauntlet and he tries to headbutt her and she doesn't move at all uh so he he does the boss move and removes the power stone puts it in his hand and whacks her with it and then puts it back in the gauntlet and that's when then iron man looks at dr strange and sees him holding up the one and says this is it i gotta do it right and he he Goes over to it and, and somehow gets the stones off of the gauntlet. And I'll tell you how he does. Because it's nanotech. Uh, that's his, you know, tech that he's developed for his last suit in Infinity War and in this one. And it's, uh, the gauntlet is not the same gauntlet as the first movie. It's an Iron Man made gauntlet. Um, he, uh, it, it switches from... Because it's made out of the same material, the the stones just switch into his arm uh, and into the nanotech, Um, and we get the awesome line from Thanos that says, "I am inevitable," and then he tries to snap and nothing happens, and then Iron Man says, "And I am Iron Man," and snaps. And then we get the fallout from all of this, which is Tony's funeral. He couldn't, you know, he had he died from pretty much the power of the stones.
0: Which I knew was happening as soon as it happened, like, oh there he goes because
1: well, yeah, like, if Hulk had, that had whole trouble with it before, right. Yeah, and if Hulk had trouble with it too, it you know, it's gonna kill a regular person. Um and he goes out and this is perfect really for the for a series that started with him to be able to end with him, you know, sacrificing himself and and um then we get, you know, the funeral and uh, everybody's there and if people are wondering, who's that teenage kid? That's Harley from uh, Iron Man 3. He's just really grown up now. (laughs) It's been six years. Yeah, I was going to say, that's
0: been the number one question. If there's any
1: questions this movie leaves you with, that's one of them. Yeah, yeah, Iron Man 3. Um, And then, uh, yeah, everybody is there pretty much, and it's one of the scenes that they had almost every cast member there for. And then we get... um, we get Cap going back in time to return the stones, and the hammer, and at that point, um, you know he's supposed to come back and doesn't, and he comes back as an old man instead. And this is this is something that originally threw me because I'm like, wait a minute, did he then travel back there afterwards if he lived out this whole life, or was he really married to Peggy the whole time? This has been clarified by the directors. He then, after he lived his life, jumped back into this timeline. Would have been a separate timeline that he had lived in. So, no, he did not make out with his niece uh, in Civil War. Ah. That was one of the concerns. Uh, <laughs> um, and he gives the shield to Falcon, to Sam. Um, and uh, yeah, we, then we kind of go over to see him living his life dancing with Peggy back in the 40s. And that's the end of the movie. No end credit scene. Um some cool things I noticed on my second time is the foreshadowing of who's going to pass, you know. We have um you know, uh Tony even says, "Look, I'm I'm going to try to keep what I have, gain what we lost and try not to die, you know, and not die trying." Right? Okay. Uh but that's exactly what happens, right? He does keep those things, but he does die trying. Right. Um uh, Natasha, when they're standing on the, on the ring to go back in time, she looks at Cap and says, See ya in a minute. Right? And then, you know, obviously her body's stuck on Warmir um, for exchange of the Soul Stone. So she doesn't come back. Um, another cool thing, too, is if you look at the shot that has them put all of their hands in, like their fists in, you know, when they're getting ready to leave... If you zoom out of it, it kind of looks like that same arc reactor that says proof that Tony Stark has a heart. How it has all the oh, red little things, okay. and it has, like, the thing in the center. Yeah, like, the grate that they're standing on kind of resembles that. It's really cool imagery. Um, But, yeah, so uh, the other big thing that threw me off when I came out of it, I was like, does that mean now that, like, Peter is... Peter Parker and all of his friends must have been the ones that got snapped because they're all in far from home. The answer is yes. Um they all him and his friends had all been ones that are snapped, which you know happens. The Ant-Man, almost all of the Ant-Man family got snapped and almost all of the Guardians got snapped, but um kind of interesting uh, how that worked out. Um but yeah, I mean it, I guess Overall I really enjoyed it and it had so many great moments where you're like um you know just total fan service but not in a bad way. You know people usually use fan service as a bad term like why would you want to service your fans? You know you got to you got to dodge expectations, not give them what they want, but that's not a oyster. Yeah. Um it's you know like The Hammer, The Avengers Assemble, some of the stuff that goes on in that movie is just pure comic geek dream you know um yeah they gotta have some of that right right it 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 gets you that you know that cheer and and everything it gets you people pumped up and excited for it um i i do like that tony and cap are off of the board as we move forward but you know part of me is almost like I still can't believe it's over like I can't believe they're actually done now we've lived with these characters for 11 years and uh-huh. it's kind of strange to now know that uh, they've re- they've done their roles for the last time I agree because uh, they were so perfect uh, both of them were so perfect in the role yeah we have you know a great future with these other characters but Something yeah, I mean, will we've said it before,
0: they've, all, be been, they've all been so well-casted.
1: Oh, one thing we didn't really talk about, it seems like they're leading to uh, Thor being in Guardians of the Galaxy. If, oh, yeah. If yeah. that seems correct there, is that they might be... Uh, Which I know, kind be... of
0: feel like that is, because they kind of been pairing him with them a little more and more, you
1: know? Right, right. Which would be interesting, I'm all for that, because... Uh, You know, we don't have to stop seeing all of the original six characters, you know? it's, um, Yeah. So I'm glad Thor can continue, and maybe even Banner can at at some point. But Banner's arc is almost done. I
0: read something where Chris Hemsworth said he'll play him as long as they let him. He loves his, you know.
1: Right, especially now that they've kind of changed it. You know, like, he he had said himself he was kind of getting bored by Age of Ultron and uh, Dark World. But since the, you know, revitalization of Ragnarok and Infinity War and Endgame, he's like, you know, this really... You know, like he went to Kevin Feige and said, like, I want to make some changes to the character. I want to do it this way, you know? And he said that Feige was actually taking notes, uh, which was interesting to him because he thought he would just be kind of like, yeah, that's not the way we want to do it. And just kind of, right. you know, like, just kind of, yeah, we'll have the meeting, but I'm not actually going to make any changes. And then, you know, he's... you know. You know, you want to be able to have your actors happy, you know, you want to be able to have them feeling fulfilled, and that's what they pretty much went and did. Um, Well, like, you
0: and I were talking before, how they let these um, actors and actresses, like, choose how their looks and stuff like that. Like, I like that, you know, they, they let them do their own thing when it came to that. They weren't telling them, you know, exactly what to do and how to look, basically. Right. they were letting them have say in their characters, which right. I think then makes them even more, um, you know, like... Excited, I, I don't
1: right, happy. I any of right. these,
0: these characters or these actors being like, oh, that's all I'm known for. You know, they seem to really kind of relish in it.
1: Right, right. And it's getting them all the money, too. I mean, really. Uh, I know, right. Uh, and it's the biggest movie of all time soon, if it keeps going the way it's going. Um, so, yeah, I mean... Uh, I guess we should spend the rest of our time kind of talking about the future of what it leads to. Like I said, it does have real ramifications. Tony's gone. Cap is gone. Um, And, uh, you know, Thor is going with the Guardians, it seems. And we have... um, People have lived five years of their life uh, moving on, and then they all come back. It's kind of some interesting stuff. Uh, So we're going to actually talk about Spider-Man uh, Far From Home trailer, because we kind of talked about it yesterday, uh, but we said that we would kind of cover it here. So we'll just go over it briefly here. Um, this is the first full trailer, and it had a spoiler warning, because it did have spoilers for Endgame, because it opens up right away with Peter looking at a mural of Tony Stark, Iron Man, um, and saying about how much he misses him. So right off the bat, it pretty much says he's dead. right? Uh, so you have to put that warning out there. Um, and apparently, starting on Friday, this is going to air at the end of Endgame in theaters. Oh, okay. Um, and you know, uh, we kind of get happy talking to um, uh, Peter about you know about missing Tony as well, and we get um, kind of an introduction to. Uh, the idea that Nick Fury is trying to get a hold of him, and, and you know, Happy's like, you know, you don't hang up on Nick Fury, or you don't ignore yeah. Nick Fury, and he's like, oh, I just did. I'm going on vacation, and the way he roasts the cops too—that was pretty funny. Where he was um, like, I guess "That is thing. saying, like, come here, come here, you gotta see." And I think
0: he even said the word roast. Really? Um, he roasts a cop or Burns or I don't know something. Right? And I'm like, okay, it's
1: funny. It is, it was really funny though, because it's like. Um, you know, they ask him a question or whatever, and he's like, um, no, I don't have the time. I'm always doing your job, you know? And yeah, he's like, yeah. just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm going on vacation, you know, and Spider-Man's happy to go on vacation, uh, especially after we find out this. He just went through all this other stuff, right, with uh, the snap and everything, and trying yeah. to probably adjust his life. Um, and that's one of the things that John Watts says in his interview. He's the director. Uh, he said about, like, the Nick Fury we're seeing is kind of a different Nick Fury because he's so used to being ahead of the game and now here he is having to play catch up for being gone for five years That's and, true. and the world has changed. You know, so he's got to kind of get his bearings on that. Um, but yeah, Peter's going over to uh, Europe and uh, Nick Fury kind of recruits him to team up with Mysterio, a classic Spider-Man villain in the comics and Uh, they also drop the bomb here that Mysterio is from Earth, but not from our Earth. Uh, He's from a different universe, Um, and that's when Peter says, oh, there's a multiverse, you know, and it kind of gets into that. You know, people might think that uh, Mysterio is lying about this because he is an illusionist. Um, He's not very trustful, Uh, but... Uh, I think Nick Fury would have to do his homework on that, you know, uh, so, and also if he's lying about it, doesn't mean that there is no multiverse, you know, he could just be lying about what? being from there. But in an extended clip, uh, of this, this was released on Ellen, I guess, I and mean, I saw Ellen's watermark on it when I was watching it, but in an extended scene from this, uh, they actually, he actually says, I am from Earth, like, 838 or something, right? And that this is Earth 616. Um, Hmm. 616 is usually, uh, known as the, um, uh, as the universe of the Marvel comics, the main comic continuity, you know, uh, 616, and also in Thor the Dark World, uh, there's a scene where Dr. Selvig is, is going crazy in the, in the asylum, uh, and he's writing on this board, and he says, it has written on it, Earth 616, so... It's pretty funny um, that they seem to have been setting it up from back then. Right. Um, And, uh, yeah, so he's supposed to team up with Mysterio. Mysterio and him are kind of being like buddies, and he's kind of learning from Mysterio.
0: Lucas wanted Uh, to know, did they just get the rights to him? That's what he asked
1: me. (laughs) To Mysterio? I, I mean, no, Sony has had the rights to him, but, yeah, it's the first time that Marvel was able to use him in the cinematic universe. I guess, you know, they could have used him in Homecoming, but they kind of had their own thing planned with Vulture. Uh, but Mysterio looks so cool. The costume looks great. It's comic accurate. It, you know, people thought they would lose the fishbowl, you know, the helmet, but they kept that. We
0: were, um, this is kind of on topic, but what was it? We were looking through Netflix the other day. Mm-hmm. And now I can't remember the name of the movie.
1: Oh, my. Zodiac. Oh, Jake Gyllenhaal?
0: Was on. Yeah, it's him, Robert Downey Jr., and Mark Ruffalo.
1: Oh, wow. I didn't know all three of them were in it.
0: Yeah.
1: That's interesting. So,
0: yeah, their picture was on the thing. And I was like, oh. And I was like, and look, Jake Hall's going to be in the Spider-Man.
1: That's funny. Yeah. Um... Yeah, oh, no, I think Jillin I, I think Jill and all uh you know, looks like he's gonna be a great Mysterio. I'm glad he's in the Marvel universe. Um, glad we get to see different villains, right? I mean this is this is great. Uh uh we also get the elementals, which are you know, like the, the fire thing you see in there, the water thing you see in there, all that kind of stuff. Um But it's great to get different villains and they seem to kinda of be sticking with this rule that they kinda of made where they didn't wanna retread villains that sony had already used in uh their films um, mm-hmm. which is great because i don't want to see the the 50th green goblin like maybe eventually right. after a while but i want to see i love seeing vulture and we got to see you know a version of shocker and uh now we get to see mysterio and the elementals it's just great to see like different villains because spidey has so many he's got so many villains um He's like Batman in that regard. So there, there's so many good villains for Spider-Man. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, you know, they talk about the snap is the thing that opened up the multiverse, is what they're talking about in the trailer. So that's interesting kind of here. Which snap is it? We don't really know. Is it the snap that um, that Thanos did in, in Infinity War? Is it the snap that Hawk did to, Oh, that Hulk did to bring everybody back, or is it the snap uh, Iron Man did to save everybody um, and defeat Thanos? So we don't really know which one. I'm assuming it's the one from Infinity War, but yeah, uh, I, I don't know. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so it could be interesting if he's not lying that uh, he, he has some motivation maybe to get back to his world or you know uh, something like that. Um, I guess we'll see like I said before he's he's usually a villain so I would not be surprised if he turns villain in this movie it could be that he's a good guy from his universe and whatever he's got to do to get back there makes him a villain in this one or uh he's a villain posing as a hero uh, because nobody knows him over here you know it it could be either of those um But yeah, uh, so I'm really excited for Far From Home now that uh, it looks like it's going to have some major ramifications in the future of the uh, MCU and that it's really picking up well after the um, events of uh, Endgame because when you first see the trailer for Far From Home before Endgame came out, it looked like everything was just fine and you're like, okay, that's what made me really start thinking that they were just going to erase everything, right? Because everything looked fine and you're like, whatever. But, uh, yeah, so I'm excited for that, and uh, I think that about wraps us up.
0: Um, I had two little fun little notes here. Okay. Um, just that we found out that, you know, the most popular saying is, love you 3,000 from this movie. Oh, yeah. And then we found out that 3,000 was used because that's the total number of
1: minutes in all of the movies. Is that combined. really why it was used or no?
0: I don't know, but I'm guessing that's what it was. Otherwise, I don't know. It'd be
1: kind of hard to write that in the script and know how long your movie's going to be.
0: Maybe they throw it in as a last-time
1: thing. Like, as a um, last-second thing. I don't know, because you'd have to film them saying it a few times. but uh, I, I, I don't know. I, don't, I think that might be just a fun coincidence. I, I would have to hear that come from the directors and writer, because I feel like that takes a lot of planning. Because, you, know, you know, I don't think they ever sought out thinking that this was going to be a three-hour movie. So I think that... That's kind of uh, a tough one.
0: Um, no, so another thing that I read, so yeah, yeah I'm not so sure how, how true that other thing is. Um, another thing says that the original line was, I love you tons, I love you tons, but Robert Downey Jr. said that in real life, his children say to him, I love you 3,000, so they changed
1: it. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, so. it comes from him. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was saying. I think it was just a happy coincidence. And it's one of those things that it sounds so good, that uh, sounds like it has a meaning that people spread it, you know?
0: Right. Now, the other thing I just read, too, is, and I don't know how true this is, have you ever heard that they were originally going to call it Avengers Infinity Gauntlet and then changed it to Endgame?
1: So there was rumors... Okay, so there was rumors that... uh, originally it was Infinity War Part 1, Part 2, right? Uh, Then it was rumored... Apparently Zoe Saldana said... Infinity Gauntlet was going to be what it's called. Then there was rumors it was going to be Avengers Annihilation, but it ended up being Endgame. Hmm. I just saw that, so I
0: was like, oh, sure.
1: Yeah, so we don't know if that's actually true or not. Um, I'm sure this movie went through different names multiple times. Endgame is perfect. Uh, They said... uh, I listened to an interview with the directors, and they said that they had... um, you know, they, they never really stick to a name until they see it attached to an end of a trailer. And then they were like, yep, that's it. That's the one.
0: Alright, I think that's right. That, right.
1: Yeah, where can people find you?
0: Um, on Instagram at Allgaier Adventures, A-L-G-U-I-R-E, Adventures, and Behind the Dreams Podcast.
1: All right, you can follow us on Twitter at BT Disney Podcast. See, I got that right that time. Facebook.com slash Behind the Dreams Podcast. And uh, Gmail is Behind the Dreams Podcast at gmail.com. Send us some emails. Let us know your thoughts on what's to come next in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, yeah, so I guess the next, um, uh, you know, I wish we could do more of these episodes. Uh, you know, throughout with movies, uh, but uh, if anything, it's it's probably going to be the Rise of Skywalker at the end of the year, with that yeah, being uh, another finale type of situation. Um, so, all right. Well, thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, have a great rest of your day. Bye.
0: They'll come back because we'll need them to.